When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Manchester is Red podcast for a special edition that we've got a guest on this week's programme. And it's Simon Peach, Press Association. Good morning, sir. Morning. We're PA Media now. We've rebranded. PA Media, rebranded. Uh, and I'm also joined by Tyro Marshall. Hello. Uh, we're in Bruges now, ahead of Manchester United's game against Club Bruges tomorrow night. Um, in terms of, we'll get on to Bruges shortly, but the uh, the bigger topic of the week has obviously been the win against Chelsea. Simon, I imagine you were watching this on your holiday, your mini vacation in, in Sweden. Yeah. Uh, were you gusted not to be at Stamford Bridge? Or? Uh, it would have been nice to be there. I'll be honest it was also nice to walk around Gothenburg for the day and not have to worry about football but no I, uh, I managed to find a now TV login and watch it so I watched all the sky coverage and Roy Keane's hilarious uh, treble winners Which, Liverpool yeah, 11 uh, possibly more entertaining than the game yeah I, I thought from what I saw in between playing cards and drinking beer was um, a a decent United performance I think they could have done better in the first half they got a bit it was just a bit of a poor first half from, from what I could see the the cross was great. It's what Aaron Wan-Bissaka needs to do a lot more of. Um, he showed quick feet, which we don't see that much of. We obviously see he's excellent at reading tackles, but not really quick feet when he's in possession. Um, but that clipped cross, which we have seen before, uh, and a really nice finish from Martial. And then the second half, yeah, look, there was some VAR decisions that United got the, the good the good fortune out of, or however you want to put it. But um, thought it was a deserved win and uh, something to build on. It just it has to be built on because it's so boring and tedious. <laughs> This whole, oh, good result. Oh, slightly worse result. Bottom out again. Start again. Response. Because that's one thing that social outside have done is respond to setbacks. But they just can't. They just can't. It almost feels inevitable that Watford are going to yeah. get a draw on Sunday. Or nobody yeah, would be yeah. surprised if Watford got yeah, a draw Yeah, it wouldn't anyway. be a surprise if United win or get a score draw uh, in Bruges. Then draw against Watford. And it's like, oh, you know, we'll build on this. We'll move on. And then they'll bottom out. And it's just so boring. At the risk of getting overly optimistic two of their next three games are against Club Bruges who seem eminently beat, beatable they're coming up against relegation for possibly in Watford they haven't won four games on the spin all season so by that logic they won't do it over the next week <laughs> I mean probably not no and it, it is it is repetitive but the, there's just no consistency they just cannot build up ahead of steam we've had these results so many times and then they just they just can't build on it there is no there's been no momentum all season every time you think the building up ahead of steam they throw in a poor result and, and lose it and it, it shows the record I think Toscar's now won three away games at Chelsea in his time at the club he's won two away at Manchester City this season yet they're still where they are in the league with their lowest points total in, in three decades Frank Lampard's his patsy at this rate he's... <laughs> it seems that way yeah he's, he's got Lampard's number in uh, I mean Simon's right the first 44 minutes of that game was just a bit meh wasn't it it was yeah. just it was very tepid the quality very. was really really poor the quality in the final third we were talking on the train here and said it for the first 44 minutes it felt like two teams with central strikers who just weren't fit for those roles for those teams in the end Martial came good that was a fantastic header Misi Batshuayi was just absolutely shocking and amazed he survived that long on the pitch well, I, I watched 
some of the highlights back and what they said on Sky, uh, Martin Tyler seems to suggest that it was a mixed reception for Giroud. Yet mm. from our perspective, it sounded like a lot of Chelsea fans were cheering Matt Batshuayi off and cheering the fact that Giroud was coming on because he's a better striker. Yeah. But it's by the by, with um, Marshall Simon, mm. his, his record as a number nine this season, I think it's now 13 goals and 25 starts, which is pretty is pretty decent going. But there was an, there's an element about him that just doesn't seem to convince us number nine do you still think that they should be pursuing yeah. going ahead they, with they, him as number nine or they need another striker clearly but he I think Martial epitomises Man United capable of brilliance but just so irritatingly inconsistent yeah. and flaky um, he's got all the attributes on the field to be a, an excellent player you just he, he just seems to drift sometimes there's some games where he's just non-existent and you wonder what's going on what's, why is he not impacting the game it's, it, again frustration is a word that we could use time and time again but he is capable of such greatness and that, that makes it that much irksome we cannot have you on here without mentioning the exceptional performance of Luke Shaw, <laughs> who uh, has become a... Re- I, I know he played in about three against Barcelona last season. He scored an unfortunate own goal, but he has looked genuinely impressive there. I think he's arguably got better with every performance he's played in the back three to the point where... Certainly, I mean, you, you're not embedded in the England camp, but you're covering them very closely. Looking from the outside, he seems pretty well placed to get back into that squad now. I mean, they're, they're not going to play the back three every time, but is it, that, that could turn out to be the strongest position, possibly. When I, I mean, I, for those that are uninitiated in uh, the Luke Shaw jo- joke that Samuel goes with, I'm somebody that am a Southampton fan and have covered Luke Shaw all the way through, both with England, Southampton, and now, and now Man United. So I understand his game and his uh, what about uh, about him a little bit more than most, I suggest. But you know what I, makes him tick. Yeah, I, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't have ever seen him playing in that kind of left of a centre back. But it's a quite, it's been quite a smart move to move in there, but especially when you've got Brandon Williams, who doesn't have that defensive uh, discipline yet. Discipline probably is just the word with yes. Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he loves a yellow card. He's probably up for his fifth booking soon in the Premier. League, he's got that many. Yeah, he's in, yeah, he must be. He got books again the other night. Yeah, exactly. I did see that bit. Um, it's. I wonder if Sheffield United have inspired, not inspired, but Solskjaer's looked at them and gone, okay, they've got overlapping centre backs. It's a slightly different model, but if you can get someone that can also support down the left side and be a solid defensive presence, it's going to work pretty well. It's worked well for Sheffield United, and it looks he it allows him to get up the field, but also when he's coming back, that defensive responsibility, and he has looked good and he looks fit he, he's a player that always needs four or five games to get going and I think uh, he knows that he he needed to, to kick on a bit and with England Gareth Southgate brought him into the squad when he wasn't playing under Jose Mourinho and I, I asked him about that and he said that was, it was Germany away 2017 I think and he said it's we wanted to show that we were supporting him well there, there's only many, so many times you can support someone before they have to support themselves and I think Gareth has in the last few call ups gone there's people ahead of you and it's not you're not in my thinking but you've got prove to me that he deserved to be in there and if he can show adaptability at the left of a back three uh, which Gareth might go back to and the yeah. left wing back uh, left and, and be a capable left back at a time when Danny Rose is not pulling up trees and Ben Chilwell's form dropped off mm. then yeah he should have a chance to get back in it's interesting what you say just on that on the back three because every time I've seen United play that system they tend to play it against the bigger teams they don't play it I don't think as a traditional back three with wing backs the right side seems to be fairly traditional but mm. 
it, it's almost like this, especially the case at Anfield, and it looked the case again the other night that they almost play two left backs at times. And it's sure will yeah. will move yeah, right yeah. across <clears throat> at times and get behind Williams. And other times they'll have two left wing backs in a way, and the Williams will stay wide. And sure will make those runs up the pitch. It was a couple of occasions on Monday when they were both in quite advanced positions. So it's interesting about Sheffield United and, and taking inspiration from that because it doesn't look a traditional back three. Right. I think they've played it against six teams this season. Looks at it. Chelsea twice, Liverpool, um, City, and then Sheffield United, Partizan Belgrade, and randomly Tranmere Rovers. Uh, so Biggest win of the season, mate. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So there, there is a certain winning formula about mm. it, and as Simon alluded to, Ty, um, with Wambasaka's cross, it was only his second assist of the season, mm. but that, that was proper old-fashioned wing play. Yeah. It, it shows you that, I mean, Solskjaer touched upon it in the press conference after, afterwards, that they are working on that. Mm. He does need to do that more. Do you think he will... Do you think his ceiling is high enough that he can emulate someone like Alexander Arnold, who has effectively become, possibly in some ways, the most important attacker in, in let's face it, the best club team in world football? I think that it's going to be difficult to reach those levels going forward, but I think he's certainly got improvement in him. I mean, the two crosses he's put in for goals this season against Newcastle, I think, yeah, on, on Rashford, Day and, yeah. and this one, have both been really good crosses. I mean, it was a ball into a great area on Monday night. It needed Martial to, to do a lot of work, but continuing his own play in the box mm. to pick him out was was brilliant. He, he seems to like that trick as well that created the goal with that little sort of back heel yeah, and then trying yeah. to dart away and, and use his yard of pace. I think there's still more finesse to his attacking game to, to come and you'd like to see him just sort of use his pace more and just knock it past the fullback and and run and throw in crosses from deeper as well but th- there's got to be potential there we always hear that he used to be a winger so they obviously saw something in him to, to play him on the wing for so long in, in Crystal Palace's academy team so there's got to be something there going forward as, as a long term if this was to become a long term formation this three at the back you would have to see more from him fairly quickly I think yeah. as a yeah. wing back because I think that's where that's where this formation falls down for me at the moment and that the wing backs don't provide enough as full backs are maybe just about okay as wing backs I don't think they provide enough just yet but there's definitely potential there and occasions like Monday night and putting crosses in like that and beating a man like that can only give him confidence going forward he'll be in the English squad would you think Wampasaka no you don't think no no, 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 no. It's just it's the hardest. So the they've position. got Trippier. Well, Walker's out of the picture. Trippier, Trippier, Trent Alexander, Trent Alexander Arnold. Look, Trippier's injured Reece at the moment, James, isn't he? They like Reece James. They like Reese James. It's the position where they've got the most depth. Um, Gareth Southgate says Walker isn't completely ruled out, but <laughs> it, it, it seems like he's completely ruled out. I don't out, think yeah. he completely ruled out Chris Smalling at any point. Although <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't. I, Do I, I think so well, Steve Holland went to watch him in Rome. Gareth Southgate and Steve Holland went to. Yeah. Watch him in Rome in December, so that's probably a bad example because I do have a sneaky suspicion that he might, or he's, he'd be under consideration for this squad. Um, but going back to the right back, Wambasaka, he was in the first squad of the season. Um, he had to pull out; I think it was a back issue, mm. um, and he hasn't got back in since. Um, Did they look at take a dim view of that? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes, but that's that's the thing, and I don't want to uh, say too much. But that is part of Gareth Southgate's thinking. 
is to do with how the players react to medical treatment, not in terms of their response in recovery, but how they react. Are they funny saying, oh, I don't want to do this. This is not what I do at my club. They, he wants people that buys into it. So that's the same with the, the media side of things. If you're doing an interview, you're doing an interview with all one. If you, if Harry Kane's going to have his knee looked at, which is a bit sore, you're going to have your ankle looked at. I don't care how you do it at your club. And the people that come back are the ones that kind of get pushed aside or the people that pull out because back in the England squads of days gone by, certainly the Fergie era, um, plenty of players were pull out the squad and that doesn't really happen anymore unless it is a proper injury. So, yeah, I, I don't think, I, I really do think Aaron Wabsack will have an England career and hopefully a successful one, but just whether he has time to, to force his way into the reckoning before the Euros, maybe Trippier injury will be that chance, but we'll see. But he's, he's going to take two right back to the Euros, you'd think. Yeah, look, he, he needs, he likes versatility in his squad, so that's why when you mentioned about Luke Shaw potentially pushing his way back That's, in yeah. that kind of made sense someone he's known through the ranks a player that both likes that the player likes Southgate and the Southgate likes the player so that versatility helps because I mean, Ashley Young wouldn't have been in that squad for 2018 I, I was there I shouldn't know um, <laughs> if he wasn't versatile enough to play further up the field and both sides so maybe we'll see it's, it's, it's an interesting one he's, the squad I really couldn't call at the moment how it's going to look yeah um, and on the United squad uh, and you're talking about centre-halves or forgotten centre-halves at United like Chris Smalling uh, Eric Bailly mm. Beckenbauer yeah Bailly Bauer <laughs> uh, it, it was it was like the, the Bailly of old as in mm. like his his first month when he literally was man the match in pretty much every game do you know and... I think that's fun- <laughs> it's funny though that Man United players if you look at who wins player of the month at Man United the first month or two of every new player's career they win it and he won it the first two months by he won it the first yes. two months yeah. Daniel Jones. Alexis Sanchez won it for his first month of May United, I believe. Yeah. The January cranky. He must have played twice. I think yeah. he, well, he definitely got two man of the matches. Yeovil, yeah, he probably got man of the matches. But yeah. I mean, it's just sorry. I just, I it's just an amusing trend. <laughs> the shortlist, I think, for August or September was the three new signings. Yeah, yeah, it probably it? would have been. Yeah, yeah, they were probably the three best performers at mm. that time. Um, with Bay, I suppose when he plays that well, you think, well, that's he's a snipper. That thirty million yeah. that they paid via uh, Real nearly four years ago now but of course he's he's given the impression that he's made of glass that has to be the challenge now for him is that literally he has just got to stay fit probably for a year yeah easily I mean he, he he had a bit of a shaky start on Monday night but he really grew into the game and, and he was excellent to the point where you could easily see him quickly displacing Victor Lindelof as Maguire's long term partner if he stays fit I mean it feels quite incredible that he's still only 25 yes to me yeah. it feels like I know he was, he was young when United signed him but he's had so many injury problems and so much has gone on that it feels like he's kind of a, he's a aged player. in his yeah, time yeah, and yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah 25 for a centre half there's, there's a very long career there he's probably not yet reached his prime but he, he does need to be starting games his record over recent seasons I think it's only 60 that's his 67th league start United maybe and his, his record in recent seasons is is really poor for starts and that is the issue now that he needs to stay fit He's he got this two year extension activated um, I mean they can't be looking at another new contract just yet he needs a long spell of staying fit maybe until the middle of next season and if he does stay fit and does perform to that level then I've no doubt that he probably will displace Lindelof as, as Maguire partner but that's that's the challenge for him now to, to be doing this week in week out Do you think United still need a centre-half in the summer a new one given Rojo's out on loan and they'd love to get rid of him Smalling's out on loan he'd quite like, to, like to go. go to Rome yeah. uh, permanently I don't um, think why <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Lindelof's form has been patchy. Maguire, okay, has is, 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 been a half decent sign. He's not been too spectacular. Bai is brittle. Uh, Tunzibi has become very, very injury prone yeah. as well. I think I'm missing someone out here. Phil Jones, Jones. Uh, who can, can be very injury prone, but has been fit for pretty much most of the season. Yeah. And only played eight times. I think there's, I think there's bigger, more concerning issues in the squad than mm. than signing a centre back. The concern is they're all injury prone. But if you add Maguire, Lindelof, Bai. Twanzibi and Shaw maybe yeah, as an insurance yeah. Yeah. option and somebody can play in a back three and maybe Phil Jones is your fifth choice slash sixth choice as well then I don't think there's I don't think there's it's not a pressing priority no it's not a pressing priority when there are pressing priorities yeah. in, in other areas I, I was I was playing devil's advocate there so I, must, <laughs> I must admit um, so we are obviously in, in Bruges um, not, not the film but in Bruges for mm. the Europa League uh, you're off to the Club Bruges I think is the pronunciation or, or I need to more or less. To spell it I need to find what our company style goes yeah with what the style is whether it's two G's and E or, or G-E-S um, th- this seems like n- not exactly a cakewalk for United but it is a very kind draw compared to some of the other draws that other clubs have had um, how do you just how do you see the game going? I, I, I think United would be foolish to underestimate Bruges. I know last time they, they came here, they ran them up with Memphis Depay. Um, was it a hat-trick? Was it, a, it was a hat-trick for Rooney, yeah. It was a hat-trick. Didn't Memphis Depay play well? This was before uh, I cared about May United because I was... I think, uh, not, I think, I was, I think Depay, <laughs> I Depay started and, and Herrera was the number 10 because they, they, Obviously. there was uncertain, uncertainty over who United's number 10 should be at that time. Well, it shouldn't have been under Herrera no. at any point. Thanks for um, they have sold some key players over the last year most of them to Aston Villa it feels like um, but they did do well in the Champions League group stage they they pushed Real Madrid very very close yes yeah they did um, I think they pushed PSG close at home as well so yeah. it's did, it they, was, did they draw at Madrid or did Madrid, they beat they were 2-0 up no, yeah two they were 2-0 up two two that's two. it yeah. so, so it's a really I, I think they'd be foolish to underestimate hmm. them and assume this would be capable I mean anyone that watched the last Europa League campaign when it got to the the, the round of or the knockout rounds United weren't good in any no. games they just bludgeoned teams and they don't have Henrik Mkhitaryan <laughs> this time to score those goals in random away games yeah. so it'll be a real interesting test and I'm, I'm not sure what the atmosphere is like at this ground you, you it, know, it can yeah, it can be quite intense it can be quite lively um, I think because people maybe people where they've seen in Bruges they, they think Belgian people are quite mild-mannered and mm. they, they're not that fiery but the this, this stadium does generate a pretty good atmosphere and that was in a game where as you said they were getting whipped 4-0 yeah so it'll be as I said I think it's going to be a challenge but it's one that United should go through because they've got the home game second so score draw I know it's not a sexy result but it's not a bad result either Drew home and away with Galatasaray in that Champions League group as well which suggests they've got something about them they're a long way clear in Belgium yeah. I think they've lost once in the league all season so a definite correspondent wary of <laughs> quick look on soccer base this morning <laughs> we're, all, we're all doing our Freshman. research <laughs> all doing our research last minute um, I, I, I suppose there's not t- team news wise there's not a lot really to debate going into this if Romero starts you'd think we're not going to be seeing De Gea at all in the knockout stage are we no but you know what happens as soon as you get to the semi-final stages the question is oh, who will be in go in the final so yeah Romero should play um, he's a great keeper you need to keep him happy he does seem pretty satisfied at May United I know maybe it's just the fact that he's had a career of being in and out of smaller sides so he's he's Got happy that prestige. to prestige yeah he, it's, it's not a bad I know Man United aren't what they once were but it's not a bad position to be in it isn't and we're not in a bad 
position to be here in Bruges either. Simon, Ty, thank you ever so much for your time. Uh, hope you enjoyed this very, very uh, roughly recorded podcast here in Bruges in the lobby of our hotel. Uh, please like and subscribe the Manchester is Red podcast if you get a chance to do that. Rich Faye will be back presenting as per normal next week. Thank you.